Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel. We are back with another match preview after the 4 all draw main event game at the weekend against Luton Town. Uh, we turn our attention to the Nottingham, Nottingham Forest away game at the weekend. It's it's nice to say at the weekend again and not be a midweek game all that time and, and everything. Uh, I'm Scott. I am your host for this one. And this week we are joined by Daryl. Andy and Nicol. Uh, Daryl, mate, how are you? Uh, grand, I just looking forward to getting back to watching some Newcastle United football again, even though we've just had the game at the weekend. It's just, you know, we've got to keep that trail going and, and hopefully we'll get a positive result down at the down at the home of the trees. Yes. Andy, mate, uh, I understand you've been ingesting some AFCON over the past few nights. <laughs> how, how's the AFCON going? <laughs> ingested well i'm just you've pulled me away at the worst possible time for this because <laughs> I, I just messaged our chat there to say nigeria just went two nil up in the semi-final they've then varied it for a challenge about 30 seconds ago in the opposition box south africa have then got a penalty and scored it and now it's 1-1 so wow. absolute scenes and then they've just missed it sit there so let's get a chop let's get a move on with this we're winning one nil right move on can i go watch it again now <laughs> right, thanks everyone. We'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs> and Nicole, mate, thanks, uh, thanks for joining. We're welcome back. Uh, how are things with you, mate? Really good, yeah. Thanks. Um, looking forward to um, the weekend's game after the exciting, the exciting one on Saturday. Let's hope there's as many goals in this one. But uh, hopefully, there's I hope the not. Right... <laughs> <The right laughs> it's stressful as out. <laughs> it was good fun to watch, though, wasn't it? Aye, true. It was really good entertainment. Well, we will get into all of the good stuff for the preview. But before we do that, as ever, we have a message from the sponsor. Here it is. 
The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Right, so as we mentioned, this is the match preview for the Nottingham Forest away game. It's on Saturday, the 10th of February. It's a 5.30 kickoff under the lights at the city ground. And it is live on Sky Sports, probably Premier League and main event in football and all the other channels that they have for all you lovely people in the UK. Uh, Nottingham Forest currently 16th in the Premier League uh, with 21 points. Uh, That's five wins, six draws and 12 defeats. Uh, Daryl, mate, obviously we've played them quite recently um, and things didn't go our way in that match. No, they certainly didn't. Um, We only have to go as far back as uh, Boxing Day itself to the Chris Wood hat-trick of doom that happened that day. Um, It was a thoroughly horrid game to watch, really, from our perspective. We just weren't on it at all. Um, Again, we were coming towards the end of this run of 31... uh, Was it 10 games in 31 days, I think it was? Um, And we were really showing that fatigue. And, you know, um, there were a couple of balls played over the back line and they just tore tore us apart. And Chris Wood just turned into prime Ronaldo that day. Um, and I know we'll get onto it, but I'm pretty glad he's not going to be featuring in this game on Saturday. Um, I'd hate to see any sort of repeat of that happen again. Um, yeah, and you know, considering our last result down at the city ground itself, which was just shy of a year ago, um, 17th of March last year, um, a game that I was there for um, to exercise demons from the, the previous meet, meeting in the championship which was a 2-1 defeat, and it was an absolute farce of a game. Quick reminder, lots of red cards, lots of controversy. Um, and oh, 18 save Dumit penalties was, as well, wasn't there? Yeah, lots of save penalties. I think Paul <laughs> yeah. Dummett was one of the red cards as well. Um, and Matt Ritchie put us in front somehow, and then we went on to lose. Um, so, yeah, we exercised those demons last year with a couple of great goals from Alexander Izak. Um, and I'll remind everybody as well in that particular fixture last season that for the winner... In the 93rd minute of said game, we got a penalty and Kieran Trippier got hold of the ball and wouldn't let go until the referee was like, right, who's taking the pen? And then he gave it to Alexander Izak, who very calmly spotted it into the, I think it was in the bottom corner, right in front of us in the away end, and we all went mental and we all went home happy. Um, but yeah, so as it was back then, and you know, one of our, probably one of our brightest games of that point of that, of last season after the like building up towards the uh, well in the aftermath of even the cup final um, yeah. and it was important for us to really pick up our form again to finish the season the way we did last year um, and again I'll, I'll quickly jump into this now with our record at, at the city ground um, In I have to say in the Premier League era so when we include that we've got the championship game that we've just talked about before um, and we have Two friendly games as well. They count as in, in this little run of fixtures here. And we've also got two League Cup ties. And our record at the City Ground reads as played 11, won three, drawn three and lost five. Well, there you have it. That's a, that's a stat to be proud of. Um, I actually did have a stat very similar to that. Mine's slightly different, so I'm guessing mine doesn't include friendlies. Mm. But in the last... Top the last seven top flight away games were unbeaten. It's three wins and four mm. draws. So I'm guessing that one extra draw must be the last game that you didn't yeah. include with the with the uh, 
yeah. um, the friendlies. But we had, like I said, we did lose twice to them in the championship. And also, incidentally, if Forest did win at the weekend, this would be their first league double since their top flight title winning season oh, wow. in 1977 to 78. Uh, so, you know, if they beat us on Saturday, they're going to go on and win the league uh, if this repeats itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're, 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 I don't think they will. Um, Andy, mate, you've been doing a little bit of research into Nottingham Forest, the way they play, all that sort of stuff. Why don't you give us a little overview and, and your expectations of, of how they're going to set up You've given us a bit too much weekend. credit. Given us a bit too much credit, <laughs> calling it research. I watched match of the day. Uh, <laughs> I did do no. I did do a bit more as well. I, I actually sat and listened to uh, Forest podcast that um, Darren Fletcher does. You know the commentator. Didn't oh, yeah. know he was a fan actually, yeah. but um, they, it was interesting to hear what they had to say because they're almost extremely positive and very nervous at the same time about the state of the club. Um, despite the fact that Nuno's come in and they've said that he's took the shackles off, he's instilled belief, he's sort of um, give them that expressive freedom that they weren't having under Cooper. Um, and they, they look now like a pretty good team. But you look at the league, they're still down there. There's apparently some yeah. points deduction coming their way because they got an FFP breach and then decided to buy more players. So it was pretty obvious what was going to happen there. Um, but they're, they're, a, they're a good side. I think of the of the sort of lower teams that people were expecting to go down, people were talking up Burnley, talking down Luton, people were talking down Forest again because it all looked like a bit of a shambles, but they, they look really good. They've got depth in every position. Um, one thing uh, that they've said is that obviously everyone's talking about their attacking players, um, hudson Adoy, Gibbs-White, Awanini, and now apparently informed Chris Wood, who plays for them permanently now as well. Um, but uh, one thing they were focusing on, which isn't really getting a lot of joy in the media, is about how they're defending at the moment. Um, yep. They've got this chap, Marillo, who was absolutely immense against us at St James's Park. Um, ball playing centre back, signed him for 10 million quid. And I don't know if you watched the game against Bournemouth, but he was effectively man marking Solanke for the entire game, completely bossed him out of the game. Uh, and they reckon that he's going to be gone to some big six team in the summer and they're only going to have him for six months. So, um, But in terms of weaknesses on that defence, they were saying one thing they've struggled with all season um, is defending set pieces. So they've said this Murillo, he's he's kind of like um, their Fabian Shea. He's a ball-playing player. You love him to bits. He does all the exciting stuff. But if the ball's crossed into the box, he maybe gets a bit sheepish. So, See, I remember him. He did quite well against us on Boxing Day. I remember he was mm, one of the standouts yeah. in the defence. He, he was class, and I think um, they've they've lost a couple of defenders through injury, which you know Nickel's going to get into. So they've lost Willie Bolly and stuff like that. But he's uh, been absolutely immense. Um, you will be a familiar face in goal for Forest. Mm. Matt, yeah, Matt Sells, well, absolutely legendary letter recipient of former <laughs> Newcastle passages. Um, I, I got got an interesting quote from this podcast about Sells. He said, "Looks like a solid pair of hands and good with his feet." Who'd have thought anyone would have said that about hang him? On, hang on, is that the same? Did they watch the, the first person? two games? Of <laughs> is that the same person? I mean, he's debuted as well for five minutes. But I think against Bournemouth, he basically had nothing to do. So I don't, I he don't conceded know. after five minutes. Yeah, I know. I just thought that was funny that they said that. But I think that's part of a wider problem with them having Turner in goal and anyone mm. who can just actually. Um, not just be an apparition in goal is a positive for them. Um, but yeah, technically it's four two three one. Um I think we've always done traditionally quite well against those kinds of teams. And they yeah. were saying the back four and the front three or front four uh, are very good. 
but their issue is those two holding midfielders. They said they can't really control a game and that teams, if they if they push them, they can turn the ball over on them easily. And when I watched a couple of highlights of Forest, it's been in transition and they've conceded a lot of the goals. So tactically, I think it's a good fit for us. One thing I will say is that defensively, we have struggled when a team has had a number 10 because our midfield obviously just sits as like a flat three. And if you manage to get it around them, he just has all the time in the world, which you saw obviously Barkley do um, four times against us last week. Mm -hmm. So um, plenty to do there. We might see um, some new players for Forest, if you can believe they've still got new players. They signed Gio Reyna from Dortmund out of absolutely nowhere. Um, and apparently his best position is number 10, and he came on and had a little cameo last time. So I think we'll see lots of attacking prowess from them, especially with them being at home. Um, but judging on what I listen to on this podcast, they think it's going to be a, a definitely a battle of the midfield. So if we can get control yeah. of the game and just pepper that defence and get lots of crosses in the box, I think we'll do all right. Um, but certainly going to be an interesting one because Nuno completely did us over last time. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose they they were they were riding that new manager bounce as well last time, but they they seem to have bounced and, and not come back down to the same level. They've the kind of you know they've they've hit a little bit of a middle ground with with Nuno. So it's, it's uh, it'll be fun to see. It's funny you mentioned Matt Sells, and obviously we know what Chris Wood did well last time. Just shows you can't really judge uh, ex players at Newcastle. <laughs> Matt, Sells. <laughs> Matt Sells is going to save six penalties at the weekend. No. Um, <laughs> um, Nickel, mate, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the injuries that they've got because there's a few surprising ones when I looked it up and I didn't realise. Uh, and there's, there's a one that, uh, you know, causes a bit of trouble last game and uh, isn't going to feature. Yeah, so um, top of the list, would you believe it, Chris Wood. Thank um, <laughs> God. He's <laughs> going to be out for this game. So Prime Ronaldo can't come back to haunt us again. <laughs> Um, I think they said he was out for a, a number of weeks, so he's definitely not going to make the game. Um, another big player for them, uh, which is a bit, he's a bit touch and go, is Hudson Adoy, um, after he um, got his injury from Philip Billing um, at the weekend. Um, he's having a late fitness test, it says, so I would imagine that that would probably be 50 50, and we might see him. Um, might see him off the bench, even. Um, they might start the new guy, as you said, Andy. Um, Rainer, mm-hmm. is he called? Yeah. Um, and then another striker with obviously Chris Wood um, not not featuring. They they may have Divock Origi coming back. Um, I forgot he was even there. <laughs> yeah, Divock Origi still on on their books, so he could come off the bench um, for them. So I think I think we'll, they'll probably start something similar to to what they did last last week um, in attack, really, um, unless unless Hudson Odoi can't make the game. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously we've had a press conference from Forest today, uh, yesterday because they play tonight in the uh, is it the FA Cup they're in? Yeah, uh, there's a replay going replay, on. So yeah. um, I think with Hudson Adoy, they were saying he's fifty fifty for today, so that could be fifty fifty for us as well. And, mm. and the same, he's on the he's on the bench for this game tonight. He's on the bench. There you go. Um, and they've obviously they've also I don't know if you're going to go through this Nickel, but they've also got some players out at Afcon as well. Um, yeah. So who featured in the last game against? Us? Afcon talk, come on! <laughs> come on, Afcon, Andy. Should I hand over to you, then, Andy? Yeah? <laughs> no, definitely not. I watched I watch forty minutes of football there. I'm not going to claim to be an expert. <laughs> I think um, I had it as they had um, three players at the Afcon. So we've got Sanagre, Aina, and Willie Bolly away at the Afcon. Um, it would have been Serge Ori as well, but I'm sure he's left in January as well. Mm. Um, he went to Galatasaray. Mm. All right. 
True. Yeah, he, he was Charlotte, on my list. Forest career. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's left in January. I'm sure I've seen that. But yeah, uh, yeah so they've got four players away at the Afcon uh, as well as well as the three three potential injuries. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting because they are playing tonight, and you just think, you know, I, I haven't seen the lineup, but Andy, I'm guessing you've got it there. Is it a strong lineup that they've that they've fielding for this game no. tonight, or is it? No, it's very weak. No, not at all. Um, Origi started actually. I've just seen. Um, but he's only good in finals from his time at Liverpool. So um, <laughs> uh, Gibbs, Gibbs, White, and Alanga are playing. They usually start. Uh, they've got that Omar Babadile playing. Um, usually well starts alongside Murillo. Um, so it's it's all right, but it's definitely second string. So that, as you would expect, really. Yeah. So the rest of the players for for us. Um, yeah. Let's move over to Newcastle because uh, obviously plenty of talking points when it comes to to Newcastle. We've uh, I think when it comes to injuries, obviously we haven't had an Eddie Howe conference yet, and we are doing this before the conference on Friday, so we don't know where the likes of Anthony Gordon are. Um, although he has been gallivanting around the Metro Centre on crutches, so we'll see, Daryl, um, mm. what what's going on there. And then obviously, I think I don't think we're expecting Isak back either. Um, no, I think he's going to be missing for another couple of games. Yeah, yeah. Is there any? You know, we we saw Harvey Barnes make a make a cameo off the bench at the weekend. Do you think he's in line to get a start then if, if Gordon's out, Daryl? I think if he is out, then yeah, then absolutely. I think it's it's quite easy for Eddie to just pick Harvey Barnes and put him on that side. I mean, to be fair, it was quite refreshing to see him come off the bench and provide a bit of strength and a bit of depth yeah. from, from that point as well. Um, and even for him to get a goal as well, he'd done his confidence the world of good. Um, and again, we, you know, we mentioned earlier there about the midfield, that midfield three again, we're now in a position where until we get the likes of a Joe Willock back, that midfield three is currently going to pick itself. And whether or not it's a good or a bad thing, there's nobody there to really challenge and, and change the dynamic of it. Um, again, across the front, we'll probably see Wilson come in. Um, I've just seen some pictures from this afternoon's training session on, on the old Twitter slash X, um, where they make a point of mentioning Callum Wilson. Um, so it'll be good yeah. to see see him back up front as well. And I think, you know, you were talking about um, the defender earlier, bossing the, the centre-forwards. For Forest, um, I think it'd be good to give that opportunity to Wilson because Wilson does like a bit of a battle with a defender, doesn't he? So it'd be interesting to see if he can come out on top of that. Um, and again, at the back, with not necessarily any injury wise, I think it's, and we'll come to it, I'm sure, um, it's more of a personnel change. Um, but again, you know, where situation never seems to be getting better, like it, it is getting better to a point, but we always seem to get somebody back and then somebody else drops out injured. Um, yeah. So it's a very nasty yeah. little cycle at the minute. Um, it'd be nice just to get two or three back and not lose anybody for change. I think no. I think they've installed a revolving door on the physio room. Yeah, in the, uh, in the <laughs> ground, it's just one in, one out all the time. The um, traffic light system, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think, pretty uh, much. Think... Um, Andy, mate. Obviously, you know the back line has been talked about quite a lot this week. And well, I say the back line, the left back position has been spoken <laughs> about quite a lot this week. Um, I cannot remember. If Dan Byrne struggled that much against Forest Boxing Day, I don't remember the performance because I still remember it was the two centre backs that really struggled in that game. Um, would you? Uh, would you? Would you be the? Are you on the team of giving Livermento a start against Forest in this game, or do you stand by Dan Byrne? Because let's be honest, he's you know he's a bit off and on at the moment. He had a really good game against Villa second half. Um, he was okay, you know, match before, but then obviously we all saw what happened this weekend. Um, what would you do? 
Oh, well, I heard a rumour that if you say Dan Byrne three times in a mirror, then Mark appears behind you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to say his name too many times, actually. But um, yeah, I mean, the debate's probably be ha- been had to death on every single yeah. social media site and every single podcast and everything. But um, my opinion is probably similar to what Bestie was saying on Monday, how... I love Burn, but you have to also look at his shortcomings that are very obvious. And one thing I hadn't thought about until he said it was that Burn has probably got slower on the back of his injury because he mm. did eff- effectively break his entire back. So yeah. just twisting and turning and getting that quick turn of pace, it's going to be even more difficult for him. Um, I-, I think the only reason now to play Burn ahead of Livermento is for the height. Um, we know how much we we dominate teams in terms of set pieces defensively and in an attacking sense with Botman, Burn, and Cher. Mm-hmm. And obviously when Pope's playing as well, it's pretty difficult to do anything against us. And Howe also likes to sort of do uh, Joe Linton sort of standing up front and winning headers high up the pitch. And I've noticed he's sort of been doing that with Burn a little bit when Joe Linton's not there. That for me is the only reason you play Burn is for the height. And with Forrest potentially being susceptible at set pieces, yeah. then maybe you do, but you can't, in the position we're in when we're really trying to push to be an established top six team you can't just be thinking about set pieces against teams like Forest. you've got to just be trying to dominate the game so for me Livermento his skill set is a million times better he's obviously got the pace I think he's a brilliant 1v1 defender from what we've seen of him I, I don't think I've seen many better in my memory of being a Newcastle fan to be honest with you um so we know he's got it all. The the downside to me would be you're playing him out of position and from a yeah. development development point of view, do you really just want to keep shoehorn and to left back when he could potentially be a world-class right back at some point in the future? Mm. Um, counterpoint to that, Dan Burns not a left back either. I don't care what Mark says. He's a centre-back <laughs> who, who Brighton shoehorned into left back, which is why they sold him and bought a Stepinian because they wanted a proper left back. So my opinion would be um, play, play Livermento, but I'm not I'm also going to obviously support Burn if he's there as well. But if Burn does have another stinker or makes a few mistakes, um, yeah, it might it might be really tough for him. Yeah, I think um, it could also depend on where he plays Miggy or if he plays Miggy um, this weekend. Because obviously we saw Miggy out on the left at the, the weekend just gone. And, you know, he didn't do too badly. But the fact that Kieran Trippier can play left back as well, and we've seen it for England, we've seen it, you know, even for us times, it might be a case of just to switch the wings completely, put Trippier and Miggy on the left so they can do their link up that they always do. And then you've got, you know, Livermento and who's it? Um, Bonds, Murphy. Murphy, Murphy yeah. or Bonds, yeah. On the, on the, I don't know if Bonds can play on the right. I don't, we haven't seen that much of him. Um, are you a fan of that sort of thing, Nicola, or do you like to keep things as they are? Um, I think I would probably go along with what Andy said in terms of um, leave Trippier right back because obviously that's his natural position and he's he's one of the best in the league at it. Um, and but then I do th- probably think, unfortunately for Dublin, it is maybe time to have a switch up there at left back, um, especially when you're looking at um, Forest's wingers. They've obviously got Pacey wingers, which you could probably say that about every team in the Premier League. But <laughs> yeah. that that is one of their main strengths on the break as well. Um, I seem to remember Alanga played quite well over at St James's. Um, so that could be somewhere where he might get caught out. But I definitely think, you know, Dan Burke's still got a really, obviously, very strong players in the squad and he's, he's very useful for against more physical teams. To be honest, Luton were a physical team, but they also were quite pacey as well. So he just got found out in that way. Um, so, so, yeah, I feel a bit bad for him, but uh, yeah, I do think it's time for, for Tino. 
Well, before we come to our predictions, we're bringing back a feature from a Champions League preview, or the Champions League previews, and that is the ref watch. Daryl, you have the info on the... Yeah. Unless it's the man in black, but they don't wear black that often anymore, do they? They're no, normally like... The yeah, this colour, actually. So, yeah, appointed on Tuesday... Daryl, do you not need a jingle for this feature? Well, like, maybe we do. So, appointed on Tuesday this week, which is the day before we have recorded this um, particular match preview, um, Anthony Taylor of Altringham in Cheshire has been appointed to this game, um, one of the more senior officials in the Premier League, and this is the third time we'll have seen him in a Premier League game this season with Newcastle United. And that comes after the 2-2 away draw at Wolverhampton Wanderers. And more recently, as much as we may not like to remember it, the 4-2 defeat to Liverpool at Anfield on New Year's Day. Um, very quickly, some of his stats for this season so far. He's officiated 17 games, uh, issued 95 yellow cards and three reds. And, you know, there's always a lot said about Anthony Taylor when he gets appointed to Man New games because of the proximity of Altrincham to that particular part of Manchester, well, to Manchester in particular, and to be honest, any other teams that he referees in the Northwest as well, because he's because of the way it works, he's not really got any sort of affiliation to any of the clubs in the Premier League in that area, so he is allowed to referee them. It's not like when you have the likes of a Michael Oliver or formerly a Mark Clattenburg who are, you know, declared season ticket holders or supporters of Newcastle United, so obviously that's why we don't get him. And it just so happens that, in particular, Mike Oliver is one of the best referees we can have in, in our league. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be one of those. And I think there'll be plenty of people who will know from this season and seasons before that some of the referees, you just have to say the name and you think automatically of bad decisions or, you know, it, it's just how it is. You can never really say a referee's name and think, oh, he's been brilliant for us all the time because there's always that one incident where, you know, you'll, you'll take it to heart and there's something one way or the other. Um, but yeah, so he is going to be the official on Saturday night. And let's see what we've had so far. We've had a draw and a loss. So maybe it's time for a win, Anthony, if you're listening. And do you reckon Anthony will end up on Gladiators in 10 years' time? Hey, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> or something, some of that like, sports competitive-based game show, maybe. Yeah. It's a knockout, probably. That's one for the dads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, incidentally, there was some, uh, Forest last game, just as a random point, Forest last game, uh, they actually had that, the female referee, I think she's called Rebecca Welsh. Yeah, um, right. I'd not seen her ref a game yet, so it's the first time I'd seen her. It's obviously good to see, um, and because I know we've got the first uh, black official on the line as well that we've had mm. in donkey's years since like Uriah or any. So good to see a bit more diversity in there, and she did well. She did well on the red card, although she did bottle another red card for Bournemouth when Clivert got a bit naughty with the persistent fouls, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Very good. Oh. Well, let's turn our attentions to our predictions. Daryl, mate, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to let All you right. go first. Um, yeah, what's your prediction? So before I give you a prediction, I have to identify um, for me. I didn't really get a chance to, to, to chime in earlier, so I'm going to quickly identify the key battles that I think we're going to see on, on Saturday. And we've already mentioned Dan Byrne and potential issues that we have at left back. So 
that's going to be one of the key areas. Now, everybody's now targeting that side of our defence. So, if he plays down burn, it'll be a worry for me. So, it's it's whoever, like the left-back slash right. So, our left-back and the opposition's right wing. The, the, that side of the pitch is going to be a key battle. Um, Chris Wood obviously isn't going to feature. So, I think that negates a key area that we would have dealt with back in the game at St. James's. Um, the other one for me is going to be Morgan Gibbs-White versus Bruno in midfield. Now, in the game at St. James's, Morgan Gibbs-White did a hell of a job on Bruno in that first half. Um, he pretty much man-marked him out of the game. He was constantly taking the ball off him when he was in possession. He was just coming in and, and nicking it off him with little tackles here and there. And unfortunately, in the second half of that game, that wasn't reciprocated. And Bruno wasn't able to do to Gibbs-White what he did to Bruno in the first half. So I would like to see an improvement on that in this game on Saturday. And I'd like to see more, not necessarily physicality to the point where it's going to get Bruno suspended because, as we all know, he's only one card away from that two-match ban. Um, but I, I just want to see Gibbs-White targeted a bit more. And I want to see that pressure put on him that was put on Bruno at St. James because he's definitely going to need stopping because he is there key danger man in, in that part of the field and you know as, as it was mentioned quite rightly earlier on the battle of this game is in midfield and if Morgan gives White finds any sort of pockets of space in between our midfield and back four we are going to be in trouble and there's no doubt about it so we need to manage that um, and again in terms of up front we, we briefly touched on it earlier and it's the you know it's Callum Wilson versus the, the Nottingham Forest centre halves yeah. and, and, and yeah and, and Merlo and it's going to be that key battle um, so, in terms of a prediction, I am actually going to predict the draw for this one. I'm going to go with a score draw. Ah. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Um, I think Morgan Gibbs-White will probably score for Forrest because he is the danger man. And for us, I'm fancying Callum Wilson to get himself back in the goals. There we have it. Yeah. Nicole, mate. Nicole, Nicole, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading that as I was saying it. No, um, what's your predictions? Um, my prediction is going to be similar to Daryl's in that it's going to be a draw and it's going to be a score draw as well because um, both teams like to attack. Both teams, unfortunately, this season haven't been great at the back. Um, and I think for that reason, I think it is going to be a 2 2. I'm going. Ooh. So obviously, as I've said, both teams are going to look to attack. Um, and I do think Callum Wilson will get on the score sheet for us. Um, and I think Harvey Barnes will get another one, which Ooh. would be lovely. For yeah. them, it is hard to look past Gibbs White because he's their, their star man and he played really well up at St James's. Um, and he, he has scored a few at home this season. So I would say he'll get on the score sheet and potentially uh, a one as well. There we go. Uh, Andy, mate, I'm going to let you go before me. Thanks. Someone, <laughs> someone predict the win. Come on. Well, I think I'm going to have to. We used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I said a minute into the video, we could have ended it there. 1-0. <laughs> That's it. And I, I agree with both of you. Um, I think, yeah, that is the key battle. It is Morgan Gibbs-White. It is that battle with Wilson and Murillo. Um, there is another battle as well, which the Forest podcast was on about, which is Ryan Yates and how he's a bit of an outlier in that team. He's kind mm. of like their Lee Catamall, their Jack Colback. He likes to just run around and kick people, isn't particularly good on the ball. Um, so if we can get 
sort of let him have the ball and sort of press everyone else and try and get those high turnovers, I think we can do some damage. Um, I think we're in good form, despite the fact that Luton was just a complete anomaly. I think we just were completely shocked by Luton, which you know was annoying, but we we did really well to fight back. And I think we've obviously seen uh, we've got the options on the bench and we might be able to manage an away game a lot better than we have done. Because I think obviously the the fatigue and everything like that has been even more apparent at the away game. So uh, yeah. I'm going to say not tons and tons of goals. I know Nickel wanted 4-4 at the start, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a really tight and tetchy 1-0. Um, I, we're really due a clean sheet. Um, Sunderland doesn't count and Fulham doesn't count because, you know, easy games. Sunderland always counts. Right. Okay. I, I just I just feel like we're, we're due a, a, a calmer game, uh, and I think we'll we've had nice prep time for this game. Um, I, I think Tino will start, and I think it will make a massive difference. And I'm going to keep the Wilson hype going, um, and say that it's going to be a penalty because I always predict oh. a Wilson penalty, and it never happens. Um, oh, and so well, to be fair, hoping that it will happen. <laughs> it will happen. I mean, yeah, it, it will, he's probably due a change of luck as well because he's left that podcast with Antonio, and ever since he's done that, he's been terrible. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, he's uh, he'll pick up again after leaving that podcast. So um, yeah, one nil Wilson. Everyone's home happy. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I think I think we'll I think we're going to go out for a bit of revenge here. I think they've done us over at our home home ground, and I think we're going to look to do the same. I don't think it's going to be high scoring though. Um, I think. Like Andy, I think we will keep a clean sheet. Um, but I think we'll get a couple past them. I think we'll score early and then they'll have to come out and play, which suits us down to the ground because we can get them on the counter-attack. So I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Um, I think it'll be Wilson early on. I think, you know, you're looking maybe first five to 15 minutes, he's going to get a goal. Um, and then later on, yeah, I mean, I'll go for, um, not Tino, um, I've lost his name. Harvey Barnes, there you go. Um, he's that quick. He's run away from me. From the course. No, yeah, I'm going to go Harvey Barnes to get a get a a, a sixty to seventy minute uh, second goal to put the game to bed. Um, it might be a bit of a touchy end to the game, but I think two nil is what I'll go for. Uh, what do you think the score is going to be? Let us know in the comments below. Uh, what do you think about the lineups? Who would you start at left back? It's been plenty of debate, but go on. Write, write it again in, in our comments as well. Um, why not? Uh, and yeah, do you think uh, Matt Sells is going to save 600 penalties uh, in this <laughs> game? Let us know in the comments below. Um, if you've liked this sort of content, please scroll down from this video, hit the little thumbs up button, uh, hit the notification bell to be notified when new videos go live and hit the subscribe button. It's absolutely free to do that. Uh, and it just makes our videos a feature in your YouTube feed. If you do want to go one step further, we do have a membership program. It is $2.99 a month. That gets you early access to videos like this one right here, as well as access to the Telegram group, the Discord server, and there's also some exclusive content content uh, available only to members on the channel um yeah i think that's everything all the boxes ticked all the dots crossed no there isn't if you listen on audio it's a five star <laughs> rating um spotify apple music whatever you're listening to five star rating please thanks very much um, but thanks very much for listening uh, boys thanks for joining us thanks daryl no thanks problem. nicole thanks andy I've been Scott, I've been your host, and I will, well, not just me, we will all see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.
Social Podcast Network.